You're right. You're Welcome right. back to this week's episode of Men in the Machine. I'm Kevin. I'm Jake. I'm Craig. And I'm DJ. And we're back in the right order. Yeah. That's for true. Halloween in July, year five, episode four, part J, titled X. That was nice. I really thought you were going to like song title it or do something fun with X, but no, yeah, you nailed it. And... Oh, you, you, you want... Unfortunately, you already have a podcast named X Gonna yeah. Give It To You, so we yeah. can't use that one. And anymore. I also have one called Rough Riders Anthem. Uh, technically, he could just name it that. Nothing stopping him from doing I that. I could do H-I-J dash X Gonna Give It To You. That's I mean, true, because we do you do label them all now. Yeah, and they're all like tagged and shit, yeah. And this year's H-I-J is accompanied by spooky music, which we have not acknowledged in any of the previous ones, because it's I was pretty, not aware of it. I'm very curious uh, if anyone notes on it, because I put it so quiet that the only time you can hear it is in it's silence. It's going to subliminally just make people listening to the podcast so, a little creeped out. Yeah, yeah. If we were just to stop talking right now, they could theoretically this hear it. This might be there. too early. I know it starts really low. You see how low it starts? But, you know, maybe. Uh, there's we'll, a, we'll do that later on. Just Turn up un- your volume really loudly. Yeah, and unprompted. We'll just, just stop. Just listen to this really loudly and then we're just going to jump scare you. Like this movie does. Yeah, so this movie is X. So do a synopsis. I don't want to... So the premise, overall premise, is some adult film stars are going out to a remote location. Adult film pioneers. Right? Yeah, 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 yes, yes. Thank you, thank you. They are going out to a remote farm in the Texas countryside to film a porno. A, a more of a arts film. Okay. Uh, yep, yep, yep. And well, one thinks it's one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cinematography. And the farm is owned by a creepy old man. Yep. And as we all know, old people are disgusting and creepy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was thinking about that when you guys were talking about it, because it's, it's young people in prosthetics. Mm-hmm. There was them being... No, him, I should say. Him he wasn't being... That, he isn't that young. So he's, I mean, he's not that old. Right. But the actor but is him, still... But his design being grotesque doesn't add anything. They could have just got an old guy. Yeah. Didn't need to be a young guy who was all grossed up. No, that's awesome. I agree yeah. with that. I was just thinking about it, because usually old people are creepy as hell anyways. You know, maybe it is, though. Like, I feel like you don't get that old and continue... You either don't continue acting, or you're too famous to do a movie like True, that's true. There's very few, like, 90, 80, I'd say 80-year-old, like, up and I mean, the guy, no, actors I, and actresses. I'd say that the guy is probably in his 90s, because this is set in basically 1979, so basically oh, 1980, and he fought in the First yeah, World War. Yeah, he fought in both wars. Yes. So, yeah. So, if he fought in the First World War, that means he's at least 80. Yeah. No, that's true. So, there, you don't really start your acting career at 80. 50? Very common time to start your acting career for people. A few. Like uh, um, uh, Alan, Rickman Alan Rickman didn't get big until he was late in his late he 40s. He didn't start until late. Like, it wasn't yeah. that he got big. That's when he was like, you know what? Career change. Yeah. Uh, Betty White was consistently in Hollywood-esque, but she didn't start like acting, acting until I mean, was not like the 70s. Wasn't the Betty White show like pretty, like she was pretty young at the Betty White show. No, she was not pretty young. She was born in the 20s and the Betty White show was in the 60s. She was oh. minimum 40s when that was going oh. on. Yeah. Wow. No, I mean, young compared to what we know of as Betty White. True, true, true. There's also naked pictures of Betty White out there. Yeah, they're great. She was a them. very, very beautiful young woman. And a, actually, you know what? This woman, she I mean, She was attractive all the way through the, the, this, this woman in this is not. No, 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 no. This no, woman no. is still no, Betty White. No. Oh, so I so I wanted to say what Patrick brought up, on, because at the end of the last one we talked about this. Uh, this is marketed as a... Uh, sort of slasher, Texas Chainsaw Massacre-esque film. Mm-hmm. Not a slasher film. 
not okay. by any stretch a slasher. But it's no, it's no not, I, I don't disagree. Yeah, I'm not saying that as a negative. And if Wikipedia calls it a slasher, we know the rules. But by no no stretch of the imagination, it's more slasher. suspense than anything. Yeah, it's it's a it's a what did he call it? He called it. So I so my you know Patrick, I talk about him on here a lot. He was obviously the original to it. Every time we do this, I text him. I've actually brought him up a lot on old HIJs. Um, I asked him about this movie, and I was going to ask him about the slasher thing because that's what came to my mind. Mm-hmm. And without getting to that, he brought up, uh, it kept getting called a slasher, even by West himself, the guy who made it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, structurally, maybe, but it's really not a slasher at all. It's more about sex politics than killing. That's 100% true. Yeah. And and one of the big tells is that the killer is not always the killer. Like, there's, they, 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 the alligator death, Mm -hmm. for example, the old man doing Mm -hmm. the gun for just out of the blue, like it wasn't like this built up thing, like all that kind of stuff. Not necessarily slasher filmed at all. So he brought that up and I was like, oh, yeah. It's also I, like 50% porno. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. no question about I it. I do get the influence of Texas Chainsaw Massacre in yeah. the movie, though. That's it's very heavy fun to see. Texas, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it's it's very just like, like it's very suspenseful. None of it's really like, like slasher movies you think of like the killer is chasing people down. Yeah. Right? And th- that can't happen. Yeah, yeah there's, it did, no, there's no chasing. It did a very good job of putting the killer directly in front of the people. For mm-hmm. a for a very on screen good kill, mm-hmm. it always has to be like a dramatic thing, like when Mike Myers shoves the knife through the car seat and it comes up. Like it always does a cool like in your face kill, and this movie did that really really well. I also kind of wish like there there's one point like in the middle of the movie where they're very tongue in cheek about the actual movie itself, where they reference Psycho, how there's a big oh, MacGuffin, yeah. the movie starts as a different movie, and then it becomes a horror movie. I I did. Would- you did or I didn't? Did not. I didn't either. I yeah, agree, yeah. especially because the movie does nothing with that. That's it what I'm kinda, saying. Yeah. The movie. I might be tipping my hand a little bit here, but the movie thinks it's way smarter than it is. Okay. Uh, I get that. I get. I get that in a way because I. It reminds me of um, like an art house film. Yeah. In which case. I think the sort of blunt nature of it is intentional, which might lend to it feeling smarter, or feeling to thinking it's smarter than it is. But like, I never once for, for a minute thought like, oh, they're trying to make a gory horror killer movie. I never once thought like, oh, they're just making, um, what, what do you call it? Kind of like a uh, exploitation film, like, you know, do the sex like, stuff. Like, so that, Sexploitation? Yeah, just so you see it. Like, I never thought either of those were applicable. So I actually think it, it did a good job of balancing. But it went over the top sometimes. Yeah, I don't think it was trying to be smart. I don't think the movie thought it was smarter than it is. I think it was just very on the nose with what it was yeah. doing. I, I, it wasn't That's subtle. True. It wasn't subtle. Yeah, no, no. And like, I think if the movie was trying, uh, thought it was smarter than it is, it would be way more subtle about it. But there was, a lot, every, of, there was a lot of editing and shots, though, that I thought were very the, much like, we are trying to be clever. You're, you're yeah. talking about like the, like the, the three flashing shots? Yeah. The three flashing shots, which you did say you liked. I liked it, but I know why... I get what you're saying in that it didn't I, quite fit what was going on. It's cool, but it's like a very out of place, like artsy sort of. Yeah. Movie. So it's, a, it's a very common tread, I think, in modern horror movies. Pretty much after movies like Get Out, where like Get Out kind of revolutionized horror movies for like the current generation as like actual artsy movies, like like. Yeah, more yeah. than just more than just trying to get a scare out of you, right? Yeah, like having some sort of message that and they want to get across. I, I want to be clear that I'm not hating on the fact that they're doing it, setting up artsy shots. What I am is that, like, on one hand, this movie wants to be an homage to Ch- Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is actually a very artistic movie. 
shot movie. It has yeah. some excellent cinematography, but like the way that they're doing it is that they're trying to make the movie kind like it almost fear to <laughs> Frank's afraid, guys. I feel like that picked up on my <laughs> The movie is shot in such a way that it feels like it wants to be disorienting and create a surreal atmosphere, and this is not a surreal plot. I, I agree, because I was thinking about... I like the three, the back and forth. I like that. Mm-hmm. The dude. But then you also think about the times when they're trying to show it from the perspective of the porno, and it like changes the grain, and it does the. Yeah, it changes. To, it changes to a seventies. Yeah. it's in the seventies, so it changes yeah. like a seventies yeah. style camera when they're filming. And then it tries porno. to do um, top down sort of like artistic shots of her in the water, and then it tries to do like eerie nighttime landscape shots with the flashlights. Mm-hmm. It tries too hard to do all of those things. It, yeah, actually, I'm going to compare it to the movie that you brought, The Nighthouse, because The Nighthouse is another movie that uses a lot of very like artistic shot composition and yeah. cinematography to create a disorienting and surreal atmosphere, but it is a disorienting and surreal plot. Yeah. Whereas yeah. this is just uh, alarming. old people murdering sexy it's, young It's people. alarmingly blunt when you get the the, the um, answer to why it's happening. Like, because they build it up in a way, you know, cre- creepy family, creepy evangelical family, that's not new, right? You can do a lot of cool things yeah, with it. I did expect a twist, but then it was like, Oh, no. No, yeah. It's like, like, pretty straightforward. The twist is that there's not a twist. Yeah. Like, that's what yeah. it felt like. Although, it, was, no, it was weird. It was cool. Now that I'm talking through it, maybe there is kind of a point to that because it co- does kind of run in parallel with the guy, RJ, the cameraman, who's like, I'm filming art. Mm-hmm. And, and, then, and they all say, like, I mean, and like the, the RJ's girlfriend says, people are showing up for the tits and ass. They're not showing up for the art. And people show up to horror movies to see people get yeah, fucking stabbed like, in the face. Yeah, but that's more of like the meta commentary that doesn't fit a it's, meta commentary movie. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so we're back. We're, we're back, back again. We're back square one. Yeah. Like, where the movie is a little too uh, thinks it's a little too clever. Yeah. Although like, it, the movie is also marketed as kind of parody, but it's not parody either. No, I know. <laughs> but it, it is marketed that way too. It's, it's running where it's the trying to like. Of, it wants to fill the table. It wants to do everything. Yeah. And it's successful at everything, but the culmination isn't. It also wants to hold on to, like, the tropes as well. Like, the, the mentioning the gun doesn't have bullets, and then later on, fires the gun. Oh, no, oh, yeah, no, bullets. no bullets. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. The resolution is kind of weird with how it ends. Go, let's get into it. All right? We've, Honestly, talked, we've already a, done our... This is a good one for our finale, because it kind of has elements of all three movies. Yeah. It has the kind of... it. You know, it is meant to be kind of satirical, but it's also playing absolutely straight what it did, like behind the mask. Yeah. It has the weird uh, artsy film, film style of Nighthouse, and it has this pointed social commentary yeah. of uh, Dawn of the Dead. But yeah, uh, this one's just about uh, aging and losing your beauty and some yeah and, and some sex, sex positivity. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah, um, kind of. Kind of, sort of. The sex positivity message gets undermined really fast. <laughs> kind of gets pulled right out from under you. Hey, well, maybe none of this would have happened if RJ just fucked her. That's true. This could be RJ's fault. It is. He, Actually, he, I didn't that, even that think little, about that. The little beta cuck. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. RJ and that girl's whose name I'm missing. Lorraine. Lorraine. Lorraine's parallel to the old couples is kind of weird. <laughs> in like a cool way. Uh, but anyways... Uh, 
uh, movie starts very Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Couple people, by the way, she's the only one addicted to cocaine, and they never touch on it. They just show her doing it, and that's life. Like some people yeah. like to do cocaine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cocaine. Co- cocaine changes you in like a pretty dramatic way, though, and they just use it as like a check it out. I mean, <laughs> here's a little she, cocaine. She does it at very specific moments in the movie. And no, I'm not saying There's like no, there I, is no marked behavioral change before and after the cocaine, though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think at like the, you at, never really see her directly yeah. it's always like a like a scene change the final the, it like it like caps off the scene the final cocaine bump made the most sense the rest of them were just like hey by the way i mean the one right before her scene kinda you gotta get all amped up yeah kinda she was already actually she was terrified and she had did mm-hmm. cocaine earlier without needing to get amped up to oh, the scene well, she did cocaine to go maybe, on a road trip maybe that's what the titular x factor was the cocaine. Cocaine? The cocaine she is the owner that she's the x factor yeah, yeah. No, I mean, maybe it is. I thought, like, in the beginning, like, in the opening scene, it was related to the fact that they're strippers. Yeah, I thought, maybe she was, I thought maybe she was about to go on but, stage. But she but. does the cocaine, gets all beautiful and dolled up, and it shows her walking out to go get into the van. So while there may have been a strip scene in the middle that yeah, it does Yeah, I, I just assumed it happened, like... I'm not going to assume it. This see. movie does not want you to assume anything. This movie's very clearly, like... Um, no, it does want you to assume that Kid Cudi has a huge cock. Right. Yeah, no, it, it doesn't does. want you to assume it. It shows it dangling. But it tells you beforehand. No, yeah, but that's irrelevant. <laughs> the movie is not trying to get you to assume a single goddamn thing. Also... We'll yeah, we'll so get. so it starts off with um, her in the mirror. This is the main well, woman. Well, it starts off with the aftermath. Oh, sorry, that's true. The that's Texas true. Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, the cops were walking mm-hmm. through the house. There's bodies covered in white rags. And, and there's an just... evangelical preacher on the TV. Yeah, and there's like, what happened here? And then it's like 24 hours earlier. Mm-hmm. She does cocaine, kisses her boyfriend, and they get in the car to go on a road trip. Like, the boyfriend, that like, the casting for this boyfriend had to say... Matthew McConaughey type. Like, we no, no, yeah. no, no, no. young say Matthew like, McConaughey. Say it like you've been saying it the entire HIJ. Of, uh, what, a dollar store a Matthew A dollar McConaughey. store Matthew McConaughey. That's yeah. what he is. Yeah. Because, and I wouldn't even say a younger, because this dude's like, he's in his mid-40s. Yeah, he's 40s. And I mean, even in the movie, he's in his 40s. Yeah. He's and McConaughey's, what, in his 50s? Like, it's not that big of a jump. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. yeah like, he's but, probably like 51. Yeah. Um, He left, yeah, you know he has an ex-wife that he left. They mm-hmm. say it later, but who cares? It's not like a big plot development. Yeah. Uh, she he has an ex-wife that he that he left, so you know he's you know a little bit older, and he's like managing an up-and-coming porn. Well, he's situation. managing a strip club. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The, 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 the Bayou Burlesque. Yep. But he wants to branch out into. He, he's trying to porn. make money. Like he he's he's they, they bring it up that he's had multiple money like usually sex-related money grab schemes. Yeah. And they do a very good job at characterizing him as this kind of slimy, wheeling and dealing businessman mm-hmm. sort of guy let anyone do anything for the money yeah mm-hmm. or make anyone do anything for the money i guess at a certain point um and they're on a road trip because they're going to a remote place that he has set up that he got in a random ass ad for a, a, a house to stay in and it's on a big country field in texas it is basically a proto airbnb this takes yeah. place it is period piece 1979 yeah but, uh yeah it starts in houston and then they go to the outskirts you meet all the characters in the van, Kid Cudi, Lady from Pitch Perfect, random stoner dude, oh. and young girlfriend. Yeah, I was actually surprised. Like, So when I first saw this and I told you guys, I was like, Kid Cudi's the only person in here that's really relevant. And then all of them have been in things that have yeah. been relevant. Yeah. And you just kind of don't recognize Well, it's because Kid Cudi's A, not an actor. I mean, he mm-hmm. is, but he's not an actor. So mm-hmm. when you see him immediately, you're like, oh, oh Kid, Kid Cudi. Yeah, like, and it just pulls you away from anyone else who's like a real actor doing a part. Well... 
he has like started acting. Well, know, yeah, I don't mean to say he doesn't have skills because he's a good actor. I think this was consider- I think this was his theatrical debut. No, no, I've he's seen him in an t- HBO show. Well, a, a show. TV. Yeah, that's he's not, done a TV. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Movie. Yeah. yeah. Okay, then yeah. And and he definitely can become an actor, but it's something like it, I, I talk about this all the time with Will Smith. Watch old Will Smith movies, and you're like. That character works in that, like, iRobot and shit like that. Like, go back, mm-hmm. you know. That's not that old. No, no, but that's more than 10 years ago. Yeah. So, you go, like, 2010 earlier, Will Smith is on his way to becoming the biggest movie star of all time. And you have really good parts where he's just being an actor. And then you watch any movie in the last 10 years where he's the Will Smith, you know, and it's just like, that's Will Smith. It's well, no longer the character. It's, that's Will Smith. Well, there was a long time, too, where he was just Agent J in different outfits. Well, that's true too. Like well, Wild West, he was just Agent J. Don't you dare wild slander pit. Wild West. I'm not. I'm so, saying that okay, is exactly hey, well, who he played, though. You're talking about Jim West, Desperada, I, Rough Rada. No, he don't. Wait, wait. Does he always have a J name? Hmm, hold on. Hancock. <laughs> what, what was, was his first name? I don't know what his first name was. Actually. John, obviously. <laughs> I actually think it might be because he used a fake name because he obviously was not Hancock. He was a god and whatever. I don't know if you guys have seen Hancock. I've seen it and I do not remember. Yeah, a lot he of it. ends up. No, being that's the actually guy. It, it was John Hancock because yeah, yeah, they asked for his John Hancock and he thought that was his name. Yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah right. That's hundred percent true. And because he, he loses his memory every time him and Charlize Theron get opposed to each other because they're gods, you see. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, all I'm saying is Kid Cudi is such a well-known celebrity. Yeah. The minute you see him, you think Kid Cudi, not Scott Muscuddy. You don't. You would never. Even if he becomes a big name actor at this point, like let's say he becomes like a, a top build guy, kid cutting. He can't come. I mean, it's like Dwayne Johnson. It, it took, I mean, he's he, not yeah. Dwayne. He's not DJ. People, everyone calls him Dwayne the Rock Johnson, yes, no matter Rock. what. And he is. He has not been the Rock for like twenty years. Yeah. But we do call Donald Glover Donald Glover when he raps. Well, well no, because we, you are specifically referring to his music. And it's also so, common to call him Donald Glover when he's singing and Childish mm-hmm. Gambino in a movie. That's common to flip him. Yeah. He's a weird one. He's a real anomaly. Because, because he's, he's one of those people who it really matters when you figured out who he was. Yeah, that's yeah, true, that's too. True. That's true. Because anyone who, like, learned, like, you know, well, knew They both from, happened like, at the same time. No, not really. Yeah, so, Community was not big. It was well-received, but it wasn't, like, a headliner. So, uh, well... He had plenty of career before yeah, that. Yeah, he was big in writing and stuff like that. Yeah, and, and, oh, yeah, yeah, and they yeah. had all the YouTube First stuff. off, writing is not big in career. You know how many SNL writers there are that have career. done massive stuff yeah. that we didn't know so, about? Yeah, but, like, but like he was YouTube, stand-up, uh, he was writing on 30 Rock, I'm gonna, and then Community. Before I'll give him credit for college. being a YouTuber because people know YouTubers. Now. Th- this was before YouTube. It was kind of before. People don't know that Bo Burnham is a YouTuber. Like, no, you can't give 10 years ago YouTubers credits for being YouTubers. No, because like, you mentioned Derek Comedy to people. Most people no one don't knows. know what that no, is. I don't know what the hell it is. I've still never seen one, and you guys always talk about Derek Comedy. Oh, it's hilarious. Yeah, I'm not going to watch him. It's too late. I missed my chance. A lot of it hasn't yeah. aged well. I missed my chance. You know it hasn't but Being a writer on any show doesn't count till you're done. John Mulaney was nobody until he became John Mulaney, a previous SNL writer. It's like, no, that didn't matter. So Donald Glover's writing credits for 10 years... Irrelevant. To be fair, his writing is what he is best at. 100%. We've talked about this. People call him a triple threat and the most talented man. I'm like, no, he's just an incredible writer. He, to he, me. Is, he is a triple threat because he writes all of his things. Yes. And all of his things are written so well yeah, that he's the greatest he, you can't fail with writing that good. Yeah. So so this is the point where the movie introduces us. Oh, we're talking about <laughs> Donald This is the Donald Glover I am moving it back. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Kid Cudi, mm-hmm. also a musician. Yes. Right, right. So, Scott Miskin. Our principal cast... 
So you have the the main girl Maxine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is kind of just boring. She's, yeah. She's, she's, yeah. She's got that X factor. Though. Yeah. But she's got that X factor. She rides dick. They, they real tell you good. that she has the X factor. They she does. She does dress pretty sexy and wearing just those overalls with nothing under them. I, so I don't think uh, the actress has all those freckles. Oh, I doubt it. And I wonder why they chose that. Uh, I think they chose that to make the ending uh, very obvious. Oh, okay. So she has a very distinct yeah. face, so mm-hmm. that ending. Oh, oh yes. Okay, I didn't even think about that, but that's true. That's a good point. Um, so you have her. She's boring. You have Wayne. He's the wheeling and dealing greasy salesman guy who is He's a neat also character. her fiancé. Wayne He's McConaughey. I think, yeah, he's kind of neat. Uh, you have um, Kid Cudi, right. who plays he's Jackson. He's the talent. Jackson, he's the talent. Yeah, he's the male talent. I think his name is Jackson. Yep. Yeah, nice. <laughs> he is, uh, he has no character until he suddenly does yeah. right around the time of his death. It's very awkward he, how they yeah. do that. I mean, they, they, they definitely, it's always like, like, they mention he's in the Marine and all that stuff. Like, it, they just, I mean, for up until then, he's just the big cock. Yeah. Yeah. It, this movie has a tendency to, like, give you information and like just tell you it yeah. rather than like let the characters express yeah. it and then eventually at some point they're like oh yeah remember that thing by the way well here's some characterization I'm like you're about to kill him though yeah you have uh, Bobby Lynn who is one of the main female talents that's Brittany Snow is the actress yes mm-hmm. the one from Pitch Perfect and yeah. Kingdom Hearts yes the, uh, the the sister of Jon Snow right right exactly right. Yes, yeah, he's, um, he's a real person <laughs> I actually think she's probably the most legitimately interesting character in the movie yeah she's the one who's happy to be doing what she's yeah. doing because you get it right from the jump you get an idea that Maxine's like like pushing herself for she, this she like DJ describes this movie thinks she's better than she is yeah yeah, yeah. she's the one grinding for this whereas <laughs> nice. Uh, nice whereas Bobby is like no this is what I she's do. just she's just yeah. the sex positive yeah this is my life yeah and you get a lot of uh impression that she's actually like very smart and legitimately talented outside of this but this is what yeah. she likes to do mm-hmm. yeah then you get uh I don't know the guy's name uh, RJ? RJ RJ who is the film the cinematographer who's also the writer it's he's also movie. the writer and he wants this to be a very over-the-top art piece yes, not he's, a he's, porno. he's not making a porno he's making a piece of art yeah yet he it named cinema. it the farmer's daughter. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing inherently sexy about that. Pervert. I disagree. <laughs> I mean, I mean I, you've known a lot of farmers. <laughs> I've known many a farmer's daughter. They, they really know their way. You know, they really uh, know how to milk something. If you know what I mean. That's true, dude. Milking cattle is not easy. And then along for the ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm moving on. I've milked an udder in my day. If you know what I mean. <laughs> moving on from that. Yeah. We have, the, we have the two crew members, which are... Well, we've already done well, we talked about Archie. Archie. And then Lorraine is his girlfriend, who's just kind of... She's like the quiet church... They, they call do, her church mouse. They do yeah. a weird thing about flipping her character in purely looks. She looks 12 years old so, until the scene where she wants to be in it. So she's also... At, like, she was also after, I think, 18 years old. Yeah, oh, like, I believe like, that. I think she's she is 19 now. Yeah. But they show her, like, in her... In her they, you know, her hair's up. She's wearing like a, a like a, a not a very modest like t-shirt type thing with jeans. Like she looks normal and she looks young. And then there's a scene where she wants to you know be part of this project and immediately she's got makeup hair curled like wearing something. Well, just they, like, they, obviously, they obviously put makeup on. Notably though, yeah. she's the only member of the main cast who doesn't get naked. Uh, I guess discount McConaughey doesn't ever actually take. Pants he's off. pretty close. But uh, yeah. His but pants he's are pretty off. close. Yeah, he's wearing tidy whiteies. Yeah, I can't wait. You th- he leaves a little to the imagination. And RJ's pants down. I mean, no, no, right? Shower scene. Shower scene. Oh, the Craig scene. 
together crazy. Yeah. So, RJ yes. is basically Craig. Oh, yeah, see. Lorraine is the, the only cock. Lorraine is the only character who does not get naked. Yeah, that's Naked-ish. true. Yeah, she keeps her undies on. Yeah, no undies on. It's, keep, it's yeah, Sunday. You gotta go to Sunday. That's true, that's true. And she, she has the most modest undies. And they, 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 so, I mean, they drive uh, to an accident, and it turns out a tractor trailer hit a cow. Why this scene is in the movie... I'll never know. It's, Our, it, it's, it's the Harbinger. Yeah. It should, hey, look, har- yeah. something's yeah. bad. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe oh, no. so we can see the well, sheriff. Wayne also says a line that was important about, like, you know, uh, life's tough out here or something. A Harbinger line, literally. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's like, the yeah. thing. Like, it's, that, that's the horror movie, too, but it's the Harbinger of something fucked up is going to happen. I didn't need that. It was brutal, too. Yeah. It was. It was, it was that cow got fucked, and not in a good way. Right, right, right. Was that an insult to Maxine? No, she gets fucked pretty good. Yeah. Were you calling her a cow? No, she's pretty skinny. Is that what a cow is? Cows are big. Wow. Uh, yeah, I think by definition, cows, cows uh, are. Have you seen a Have you seen a small cow? Yeah. How small though? How small is a small cow? Depends. It's still like two times DJ. It's like one point two five times DJ. A five hundred pound cow, four hundred pound cow is standard. Not standard. That's like. A, uh, that's a small cow. It's just a small cow. You're probably not eating that cow. No, 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 no. Not at all. You fatten them up for the eats. Exactly. Yeah. We're gonna eat you. <laughs> so we get to the farm. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh yeah, and yeah. immediately Wayne opens the door to a barrel in his face. Yep. Gun barrel, I should add. Yes. No, it's Donkey Kong. He's <laughs> yeah. got a barrel. Yeah. Well, I was thinking more like and penis because of the oh, movie's like, connotations. Yeah, that's, that's, that's true, that's yeah. true. <laughs> so the implication here is that uh, the county they live in is like hiking up taxes and they've been harassing because he's immediately like from the county. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Wayne mentioned that all the taxes in the area have been hiked up, so people are just trying to like get money any way they can. They do complain about gas prices in this movie, where the gas prices are like How top five cents. Yeah. And they also um, show the pastor again when they're at the gas station. Oh yeah, yeah. playing on, on, the, the, TV. on the TV. Yep, and the uh, and there's a funny thing where Wayne's just like, "Yeah, I can't really talk about sex, you know." And the lady's like peering back. Oh, that there's something to note that we missed in the beginning. The uh, white bread. Uh, Wonder yes, Bread. Yeah. Uh, Maxine, whenever. Laugh at my joke, damn it. <laughs> Don't just roll past <laughs> it. Thank you. Uh, Maxine, whenever she's alone in a mirror, she, like, uh, tells oh, yeah. herself she a, gives a mantra. Yeah. yeah. Yep. She has two of them. The first one is uh, where she's just hyping herself up, telling her she's going to be a star. The second one is when she uses the pivotal line. Uh, I, will not accept, I will not accept a life I don't deserve. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, she has a, a, a pep talk. It's cocaine. And, and motto. Yeah, she clearly has self-confidence issues. Yeah. And then uh, back to the scene at hand, uh, the old guy also does say, you're on my property, I can shoot you if I want. Yeah. Oh, Self-defense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I mean, castle I'm pretty sure, doctrine. I'm pretty sure in Texas you can just do that anywhere, though. Yeah, uh, as long as they're on your property. They do not have to be in the house like this movie said, but I guess maybe Maybe that's... in the 80s. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe, maybe they, they actually strict your gun laws yeah. in the 80s. Yeah, they loosened it up. <laughs> uh... And he shows them the place, and that's when, uh, as they're having a converse. Oh no, Vaughn! Oh hey! Pause it. All right. I don't remember where we were. Um. Oh right. Uh, the castle doctor. Oh yes. Oh, murdering yeah. in Texas. So yeah, you can shoot people at yeah. your house. Uh, yeah. and and he directs them down to where they're going to be staying, and immediately is eyeballing Maxine, mm-hmm. like you wouldn't believe. Well, I guess you would believe it. He's she a is the old dude. She is the third most attractive of the three ladies there. 
You think so? Yes. Hold on. Give me two seconds. You guys talk. I'd say she's second. You think she's second? Which one do you think's one? Uh, the blonde. Oh, uh, see, I, I like the like the uh, the mousy girl. Yeah, the real. Like, I like that real like mousy feature. Doesn't do it for me. Oh. What does do it for you? Uh, big boobs. Dudes with Night. vaginas. No, the opposite. No, no, he wants dudes with vaginas. No, he wants there. To, he wants there to be both. Yeah, chicks with dicks. No, yeah. he doesn't like women. Oh, are we he ragging on him? I was actually defending them. him. No, you're right, you're right. Dudes <laughs> with vaginas. Yep, yep, yep. I'm back on board now. Thank um, you. So, uh, I, was, I just wanted to be factual. Is it on wiki? Should what? we make Craig a wiki? Yeah, we're making Craig a wiki. We're making Craig with you. I don't want to end up being a Craig. Craig, <laughs> also known as Racist Mario. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, born 1872 <laughs> dash question mark question mark. Um, yeah. So, anyways. so Wayne starts giving the old guy a hard time, and the old guy's kind of like, I didn't sign hey, up. No, to have an you know what? I'll give Wayne credit. He's being cutesy. He's being hey, kind. You're looking like, at my fiance there. He's like, he's yeah. being kind of like casual. Yeah. And and the old guy's just like, I didn't really agree with all these people being out here. Howard. Howie. Oh, is that the old guy's name? Yeah. Howard. Okay. Howard. And Howard and Pearl. Pearl. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, oh, and as they walk out, by the way, Maxine turns around and looks up and sees the creepiest looking lady face in the in the glass. Mm-hmm. Just, I thought it was going to be, like, that kind of scene, when we were talking earlier about, like, what we, you know, felt of all the different ways it was doing it, that kind of scene is the type of scene you mo- use in a more paranormal situation. That's yes. the kind of scene to set up something that's very ominous, you don't know if you're going to interact with, if you do, you know, it's going to be lethal, blah, blah. And then they immediately, like, undo the ominousness of it by having her have a big interaction with Maxine mm-hmm. in a few scenes. So that's just one of those instances of like, you're using a style, and I'm aware of the style, but you're not using it the way it's used. Does that make sense? Yeah, and in like, if your purpose in your movie is to subvert expectations, mm-hmm. then you want to do it in a way that doesn't kind of like negate the so story. You want to do it in some me. subversive way to yeah, subvert yeah. expectations. Yeah, you're trying to subvert me, not upvert me. Upvert me. There's a lot of overt stuff. What's the opposite? Oh, domvert me, right. If you're yeah. Do- yeah, you can't domvert me if you're trying to subvert me. Right, now he figured it out. What they do establish in this scene, though, was that uh, Jackson was Wayne, a Marine. Wayne lied to Howard. Oh, about, right. Uh, yep. He said he was just him. One guy. And then tries to bribe him. Well, he does bribe. Instead of 30 bucks, he puts a little bit in more for him, which mm-hmm. the, like, stack was... It was way more than $30. He, he had to have given that guy, you know... Two, I mean, I mean, unless it was, like, a 20 wrapped in one. Like, like one he wrapped in, one. in 11 ones, so he yeah. gave him 31 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, over there. He definitely doesn't tell them that they're shooting porn in there. Yes, he said... I mean, they straight up said it. Like, he said, no idea what we're doing here, and we're not going to tell him either. And then, uh, uh Kit Cuddy and, uh, Blonde Lady are like... Let's get down to business right well, away. Well, so yeah, as soon as he leaves, they're like, let's get down to business. And then we get Kid Cuddy banging the girl from Pitch Perfect. Yeah, it, it does a good point because we know there's a time limit. I will say this is one of the things the movie does best. We know there's a time limit, and yet the movie feels very free. It never feels like we're rushing against the clock. 24 hours, we know everything's going to happen tonight. No, actually, even contract, she's rushing against the cock. Right, yes. Well, she's not rushing. She's playing the classic uh, uh, lay there slash kneel there. It's I mean, when she turns around. She's definitely doing a good bit of the work there for critiquing the scene. RJ's trying know, to give artistic direction. I disagree because... <laughs> like the cameraman in the scene. <laughs> because even Cuddy says... Sorry, Scott. Even Scott says... <laughs> uh, 
you know, hey. Let he, me do the screwing. Let me do the screwing, Stay boy. Late. Yeah. So I, I disagree. I feel like he's, he's doing one. all the work. Yeah. He's really grinding. Oh, yes. Of course. I mean, she's Cuddy. grinding. Yeah, maybe. She's acting. Yeah, she's acting. He's not that good. Also, there's no reason for... They have sex. Time goes on. Uh, Maxine goes out and swims with the alligator. Almost gets got. Doesn't get got. You know. Oh, and creepy, creepy old ladies out there watching. Creepy ladies watching her and then goes back to the house. Decently shot suspense scene. Really like good it. scene. And then we flitch. Just I'm, the reason I skipped through that was because there is absolutely no reason to include the scene of semen on her side wiping it off with a towel. No, it's, it's great because and everything you just everyone does sex and then no cleanup. Come on, it's yeah. realistic. Yeah, well, I, I think you, you know, talked about this on one of your podcasts recently, where it's like it's so unrealistic to just. I was talking about growers versus showers. Thank you very no, much. No, you were talking about the the extensive cleanup routine you have after sex. Oh, Jeff. Oh, Jeff and I were talking about that. Yeah, that's true. Because I get the zoomies after sex. <laughs> the Ali sent me a. So hold on, real quick. I talked about this on the Jeff podcast. We were talking about Jeff loves to go to sleep after sex. That's classic cliched. For some reason, I get a lot of energy and I wake up. So Allie sent me a post on, uh, she found on Facebook or whatever. Some girl tweeted like, isn't it weird how some dudes just get really amped up after they nut? They get that post-sex zoomies. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I do. I get the zoomies. It's just a fact. Yeah. I actually thought that the scenes showing the logistics around porn were some of the funniest things in the movie. Yeah. I mean, not in like a laugh out loud funny kind of way, but in a, like, yeah, this is the stuff you don't really think of. Like yeah. the fact that they shoot this kid Cuddy just staring in the like out the window like I'm a god. <laughs> yeah. I, I dicked you so good. Yeah, they have a good conversation about she's like, Don't get in your head. He's like, Hey, that wasn't all acting and then she of course has to portray the acting, so he has to get a mask. I'll head. have what she's having. Yeah, it was exactly <laughs> it I'll have what she's having seen yet. Um it, it was fun like that stuff was all fine. And the movie does have some gore factor to it. But something about fake semen on her side for the sake of watching her wipe it off, I was like, you didn't need this. <laughs> this was just because you wanted it. I think it was kind of, I mean, part, it was entirely to, like, show that Lorraine is kind of uncomfortable. Yes, yeah, because she was, right? Mm -hmm. She The towel lands near her, and she's mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah. She's also always looking very uncomfortable when you know she's what? holding the boom mic and all those scenes. <laughs> I noticed a plot hole in this movie. <gasps> yeah, so when they're showing later the setup to that sex scene, uh, uh, Bobby uh, invites in, or what I don't know what the character's name is, but the farmer's daughter, the farmer's daughter invites him in and says, oh, would you like to come inside? And she says a cheeky thing. But post-sex, that's not what he did at all. He did the did exact he? opposite oh. of that. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, yeah, well, plot maybe, hole. Maybe RJ's really a hack film. Plot maker. hole, bad yeah. movie. Bad movie. Well, this is RJ. Or maybe, movie. hold on, we don't see what happens. Maybe Kid Cudi accidentally came during the position change. That's true. That's a common thing. They have to shoot multiple takes because the dudes just get it going and they can't stop. Also, in the porn industry, so. almost every single man is always on some sort of upper. Yeah. And a lot of them use an injection, which just keeps you hard. Yeah. Which is very bad for your dick. That well, seems agree to disagree. That seems terrifying. No, it's very bad for your dick. I didn't. They are not concerned about it. No. Call a doctor if it lasts for more than four hours. It, it gets to the point where you will not be able to have an erection again in your life. Unless you keep shooting it up. Exactly. Oh, I don't, I don't like that. You can't even get one now. What? When you're as old as he is. Oh, I mean, we were yeah, in That's true, actually, really <laughs> aggressively. Um, so they have sex, and we get that cool, ominous suspense scene of her almost getting eaten by an alligator, mm -hmm. which was cool. And 
on her way back, the old lady is like at the porch, like, and she the, does one of those creepy slight come hand hither, gestures, yeah, you know, the, just the, a the, the, the milk the prostate. Uh, you'd have to ask Craig. I'm not sure. It's the come. Is hither. that what that is? Yeah. The when the finger goes up, when the finger comes over, you gotta come hither. Is there that much flexibility in there? Milk the prostate. I think it's more just like you know what. Try it, try it on yourself. I might, because I don't think I can fully knuckle in there. Well, I don't, oh, no, you don't have to fully knuckle. It's, it's I, don't, like come I don't know about yourself, because you have to reach around. You'd have to, like, what? Jake has super else. long... No, it's not Nick, that much reaching. Nick, Nick has super long arms. We'll get him to go all the way that, back you there. You can't reach your own asshole. Like, there's not that much reaching. It's I'm not touching about, it right now. It's not about... In? Yeah, you have to right. go. You're not going wrist deep. <laughs> yeah, well, if you're doing this, you are. All right, guys, let's settle this here. Let's figure each other out. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we need to get in that bus. Yeah, we need to settle this right now. I'm just saying, I don't, the motion is, is just, um, it's hard for me to. The uh, lady's creepy as fuck. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. 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 Creepy, creepy, creepy. Uh, so they, she, have a, they have a conversation over Well, lemonade. so she, yeah, she, she gives her some lemonade. Yeah. And she chugs it just in one Because she just wants to get, like, she's yeah. trying not to be rude, but she yeah. also really doesn't want to be. And the lady doesn't say, the old lady says much of nothing until they go to walk out. And then she has this weird moment staring at a picture of uh, her and her husband and they're yeah, young. Yeah, she, she's basically reminiscing about how she used to be young and beautiful and her husband would do everything for her. But beauty fades and eventually you become old and true. Yeah, and your husband can't get it up no more. Mm -hmm. and, and then, then she, she tries to give a little touchy touch. Oh, oh, yeah. And she goes, why'd you touch me? And then the husband comes home and she's like, hey, you should leave now. It'll be our little secret. Mm -hmm. And Maxine's very like... Are, am I not allowed? No, you, she's very just freaked out. Cause well, she's creeped out, but you you can tell she's just like, what do you mean secret? Like, okay, I'll go out that door. She and, actually does ask, what do you mean secret? Yeah, yeah. So she creeps out the back door and runs back, and you get your a good jump, jump scare. scare. Yeah. Yeah. Wayne is it catches her, and he's like, we got work to do. <laughs> and she goes inside, does a bump of cocaine, tells her she's worth it, and then rails him in the barn. Well, Kid Cuddy. Yeah. She gives not, him a ride. Not Wayne. Right. That was yeah, also Wayne's. Wayne's a. a Type A cuck. Yeah. Well, he's not a cuck. He's a businessman. Well, he does himself. seem to enjoy what he does, though. Oh, way too much. You'll never believe what I saw in there. You know, he's having a good yeah, old Yeah, if you... He makes RJ grab his dick. Yeah. But feel, feel how hard I am right now. Yeah, he just cups the damn thing. Uh, but that's, a, you know, another, like, we're still shooting the porno. It likes to do But this one's different. The old lady's watching. She creeps around the barn and staring through the glass. She, you also see that she modeled... She did her makeup to mimic Maxine. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right, in the mirror, at, uh, up in the room. They are indeed, as revealed at the end, played by the same actress. Mm -hmm. But you can see at that point that, like, it's, the, the it's character a real is in fact, the yeah. situation. She, she's infatuated with Maxine, and you know, she's watching her ride Kid Cuddy's dick yep. real aggressively. It's not even that aggressive, she's being very sensual. And this makes old lady very horny, and she goes in to ask her husband for a little thicking down. <laughs> Quite literally. He's like, my, my, my ticker. My yeah, heart, his, his heart can't, can't handle, handle it. it. Yeah, and she just gets sad. And you know what? When I get old enough that I can't have sex, why is it fun? I don't know. You know what's really charming to me? That's kind of me? something the movie posits. It's like, yeah, it's, oh, it's pretty miserable when you are still horny, but you are too old to fuck. Uh -huh. That's the sex politics Patrick was talking yeah. about. Like, what do you do in those situations? Now, me personally, I'd rather just become a cuck than die. If Franny needs it when we're 80, she can go get it. I've already had 80 years worth of fun. Well, that would be weird. 60 years you worth of fun. <laughs> that would be odd. Out of which have been a cumulative four minutes. Right, right, roughly. You know, go go find you a nice young steed. This old bull has had his time. Now leave me alone. I got to play Fortnite. They put a new mode in. 
Like, Lee, come on, I'm fine with that. I'm not just going to go on a murder spree. But yeah, well, you can see that she is very sexually frustrated and she can't get what she needs. Not only is she sexually frustrated, it is, a, like, blatantly obvious she is also, um, like, shameful of her old looks. Mm-hmm. She desperately misses her beauty. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a it's kind of a twofold thing: self worth and what can your partner mm-hmm. supply for. So now we're uh, we're at the day one wrap party. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah yeah! yeah. They're just having a good old time. We get to have a nice. Wayne season. just bought an entire bologna. Well, yeah, but yep. it's what you do in the seventies. Like you didn't just like I, I guess they didn't have it like pre cut. You've never like, bought a log of bologna. I've never bought a log of bologna. You should, and then you slice it, and then you cut it four ways, and you riddle it. I mean, Very I, good. Fried bologna good. was always how yeah. I ate bologna. The reason why you slice the corners is so it doesn't do the pepperoni thing where it curls up. It stays oh. flat. So you slice the four corners. Mm-hmm. Well, not you create four slices. There, no corners on bologna. Cause that could be. It's not you, could, you, could, you could make it a triangular bologna. Yeah, yeah that's true. But you know what? what actually, doing? why don't they? Because it's it just because the casing isn't square. It's in an intestinal casing. I, I it guess, used I guess, to be. I, now it's in plastic. Yeah, I guess it would take a lot more effort to mold it into. A, do a, a firm square. casing, but it would make a much more uniform sandwich. I like, I like the bits where the bologna's hanging off the end, and, and the bits where there's just bread. And this is the entire reason why I picked this movie. Yeah. Kevin's love of bologna sandwich. Bologna is my second favorite food of all time, and I will die on that hill. If I went upstairs right now and made Kevin a bologna sandwich with a little bit of mustard on it, he'd marry me. Wrong. A lot of bit of mustard. Sorry. Enough mustard on it. Yes, thank you. Yeah, this movie has a little Not two slices. There's two slices. We're getting divorced. Something. Right. Yes, one slice. No cheese. It's got a lot of something for Craig. Butter the bread. Anyways. Um, at that, you get a sing-songy thing because we have Oh, yeah, and, and, and Lorraine is asking. Stevie Nicks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're basically just talking about how much fun they all had. And, Love it. Yeah, and then the... The director realized here that they picked two actors who are musically inclined. Oh, yeah. That was good. Mm-hmm. That was really good. And uh, that's fine, but then you get the fun scene where yeah. Lorraine is staring Maxine down just mm-hmm. right in the eyes, and she goes, well, they have a little, like, what are you looking at? This is what it is. And she asks a few questions, like, how can you do this? And then she just yeah, quickly like, how goes. How can you have sex with Jackson or the porno yeah. when mm-hmm. you are getting married to Wayne? Yeah, like ah, it's, 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 a, it's a good line. Yeah, I mean, you can choose who you love, but you can't really choose who you're attracted to. And RJ has some very backfiring comments on it. It's not real life. Yeah. We're making art. This is a film. Well, and also she... previously, art like when uh, Lorraine was like kind of like hesitant about even coming to like the whole uh, thing. And you're like, so we're we're just shooting a porno. It's like you know, she's like, when did you become such a prude? RJ oh, said yeah. to her, when did you become such yeah, a prude? Yeah, yeah, that's true. So she immediately flips the script and goes, I want well, to be in this bitch. And now suddenly, RJ... Yeah, is caught on the like, flip like, guy. no longer as sex positive as like, he was. no. And, and she's like, It's Why? my and movie like, and I don't want it. Like, he gives no. every, he gives every no. excuse except I don't want to watch someone else rail my girlfriend. Yeah. Although, the way it sets that he scene up... He just said that. I don't want to see anyone else rail my girlfriend. I feel like it's hard to walk back from that after you just said it's all the stuff It's not real like that. life. Yeah, that's the problem. He, he set himself up for failure. Yeah. Yeah. So she she played him like a. I think she knew she was playing him with his. Yeah, words, yeah, for she, sure. She, she knew that his pride would let him to actually like, yeah. admit that he was wrong. Yep. And, and then and then he has a little freak out outside, and Wayne uh, doesn't really calm him down, so but tells him that this is happening. Deal with it. Wayne this. basically says the same thing that literally everyone says to their guy friend before they break up. You know, she if you don't like let this chill out, she's just gonna do it worse. She's just gonna keep going. He ain't gonna stop. So you just let her bang Kid Cuddy, and it'll be out of your hair. And RJ does not accept. I mean, he does. I mean, he, he reluctantly yeah. 
and agrees. Films it. The next scene is him filming her banging Kid Cudi. Yeah, and you can see like he's just not there. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. And then uh, this is that's the whole movie. The rest is what takes place in like roughly ten minutes of movie time. You know, like in universe. Time? Yeah, in universe time, uh, where everything busts down because he. Yeah, we've had that's the, all the setup, and now yeah. it's, it's time for the money shot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey. Now to your to your this isn't really a slasher movie. Because when you think of a slasher movie, it's you think of like a slasher movie. You think of like a big implacable uh, villain who you can't do anything to stop. But this is two old people. And also, actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I agree that usually it's like some very ominous foe, like something that's just overwhelming. But also, a key to slasher films is the deaths themselves, the way that the people die, and the deaths for these characters that should come up from here on is a mixed bag of uh, uh, getting shot with a shotgun, getting stabbed with a shank, getting uh, pushed into alligator water. It's a very mixed bag and of they, And they don't really do the, like, leave the bodies around for the last person to find. Yeah, either. they leave them sometimes, they but are that's in, purely by happenstance. They're, in fact, actively worried about uh, how they're going to hide the bodies yeah. by the end of the movie. So it's, it's, um, got, and it's, it's, got a, it's almost all done through stealth. Like, yes. the amount of time well, where the characters just actually they're unassuming. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's true. It's two old people. Why would you be worried? Right. So, like, there's a very, very, like, five minutes of screen time where the characters are actually aware that they're being threatened. There is, so as far as... Sometimes they're never aware they're being threatened. As far as I'm yeah. concerned, there is one slasher kill in this movie. Is it the first one? No. It's the second one. Oh. Oh, okay, yeah, the one that's, that's kind of like... Yeah. 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 Uh, so the first one, RJ, is, he's, he, he's he, doing... He can't handle it, yeah. He's, he's doing his classic Craig routine... Cry in the shower. And there's, there, you know what, in this case, there is shame in Crymax. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. And as he's, like, bawling, he gets up, and you see him, obviously, he's not crying anymore, and he's like, <gasps> gets dressed, and he's, he's like, fuck it, I'm gone. Fuck these guys. See he how says, well they do without their truck. Yeah. And he gets van. in the van, and he goes to drive off, and the old lady's just standing there ominously. He gets out to comfort her, and when he says, let's go find your husband. And she's trying to get some of the D. Oh, yeah. that's right. She hugs him and, like, grabs him and she kisses him on the neck. And he goes, why'd you do that? Like, yeah. I can show you how talented I am. And this was actually my favorite kill, specifically because of what the way she reacts. I thought this was going to set the stage for who she was, and it doesn't. So she stabs him in the neck, right? And he's gurgling. Ah, oh, he falls over. When she gets on top of him, obviously more sexual imagery, uh, pulls the knife out and then goes beast mode. Just, like, her face changes. Mm -hmm. She goes from a solemn to an angry to, like, almost happy. She continually ramps up the speed of stabbing him. And when she stands up, she's, like, self-assured, turns the freaking... Starts dancing. Yeah, yeah, starts dancing like she used to. Which you did say she was a dancer. I thought that was going to set the stage for what kind of killer she was. I thought the rest of the movie at this point was like, oh, she's the killer. And the guy's just, like, creepy old guy. No, that's very quickly. And that's actually kind of how the movie was, like, marketed. Yeah, it wants you to think that that's some sort of thing. And to their credit, kudos, you know? Great, great candy bar that's no yeah. longer a thing. Um, what? Love kudos bars. There oh. is almost... Do you not know kudos bars? I do. Oh, okay. There is an almost sweet subplot in this movie of the two old people rekindling their romance over this murder. <laughs> You're not wrong. And you are technically correct. And, and we do get the, like... So it turns out they're not just two people on a one-night spree. Because the movie does a quick double-take. It could be just a one-off these crazy fucking old people just decide to murder. But no. I didn't notice it. Jake pointed it out, and he was very right. 
later on in the movie. We'll go well, through the kills. So you see it a few times. Every time you see a milk carton, there is a missing person. Yeah, a dude with a ponytail and a goatee. And it turns out we actually see him in their basement. So the yeah, movie this is the first time they've killed someone. Though this is probably the first time they killed a lot of people. And is it the second time, or have they been doing this for years? Uh, well, and that's, like, prob- that's probably why the uh, old guy was so upset to realize there was more than one person. There. Oh, that's true. Because they, they had all—they they, they're basically renting out a murder cabin. At one point, he does say, "We'll throw the bodies in the pond." Like the rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the 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 buddy... and, and, and and the missing guy is still in the basement. So the rest oh, is not that's him. Tr- that's mm-hmm. well. When he said the rest, I assumed he was talking about like the woman that was literally just pushed in a minute ago. Yeah, no, I think they've done this. Before. Yeah, I would I would believe it. I was just saying the the movie leaves mm-hmm. it up in kind of a cool way that you're just like they're not Texas Chainsaw Massacre family. That family murders regularly all the time. They make it very abundant. Skulls everywhere. Really fucked up like family shit. This one's just kind of like, yeah, they're they're a little broke in the head. Maybe they've done this a few times. I don't know. There's a lot of the like conflation of sex and killing too, which oh, of course, yeah, they do a good job there. of doing like side by side scenes. They like the old lady kills because it is part of like getting the sexual gratification that she can't get from her husband. Mm-hmm. So the next thing is like Lorraine wakes up and Arden is missing. Yep. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. So she, she, yeah, she goes looking for him and. Uh, Wayne uh, is also awake. By the way, great body on Wayne. Yeah, Wayne's, uh, he's keeping fit for 43. He's fit, he's tan, his underwear looks great. He looks exactly like Matthew McConaughey, which is yeah. never a bad Hottie. thing. Yeah, McConaughey. Thank you. Um, that's what we call Spencer. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Matthew McConaughey. Because he, he has, like, this beautiful, like, flowing hair. And he takes his shirt off and he's on his own boat. So he'll be, like, fishing and we're all on the barge. And then we just start catcalling him. And Dave just like, what's up, McConaughey? And Spencer will sit they're all like <laughs> sexy and real. It's fun. A lot of sexual tension on the river trip. I imagine there's a bang in or two. Hey, it hasn't paid off yet, but we're here to try. Fingers crossed. crossed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe they can do the whole like curling <laughs> come thing. Hither. Yeah. The come hither motion. But uh, when they head out, they immediately split up. Yeah, because, let's split up, gang. Well, yes. yeah, and it's they don't even address I mean, there's it. There's no reason not to. Yeah, they, Wayne's they, like they see that the van is there, but they don't see uh, RJ's mutilated body, which was apparently right in front of the van. They don't actually ever. Well, because she shut the lights off. Yeah, yeah, it's dark outside. Yeah, it's is is night, and Wayne walks into the barn, and she just like of her own volition is like, I'm gonna look around by the van. Oh shit, old guy's calling me in. Well, yeah. So the old guy, she sees the old guy come out, and uh, she's you know apologetic. I'm sorry if I woke you up. And he tells her that his her, his wife is missing, and yeah. they're gonna help e- they're gonna help each other. So he sends her into the basement to find a flashlight. And I actually thought this was the most clever. Like, I thought her her situation was the most clever subversion of a horror trope. He locks her in the basement, and you immediately start thinking. And she finds a dead body. Well, and so you're she like, gets locked in the basement. You don't know if he locked. Her. No, he locked her, and he says, oh, "I." Lo- we know he. Did. Oh, oh, oh! At the moment, yeah. But. You're not necessarily supposed to know if right. it was him. But, so when she's locked in the basement and she finds the dead body, there's immediately a million different types of horror tropes that can be taken, you know? The killer's down there somewhere, or she gets locked and forgotten, or... Stair she, scene. Or the stair scene, like, all sorts of tropes. And it doesn't do a single one of them. Turns out she's just being stored so that the woman can have a piece of her if she wants. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really clever. I thought that was cool. Um, that's part of the, actually, you know what, now that I think about it, that's like one of the most obvious, yeah, they kill people regularly. Yep. He yeah, was they, saving they, her. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a, he's a murder cuck. 
Right, yeah. He knows what his wife... His wife has a type, too. Yeah. She likes she likes brunettes. She doesn't like blondes. Mm-hmm. They, they mentioned that. Yep. And but before that happens, we get Wayne's death. We have one of the scenes that Craig had to look away for, because yeah. he's a little sweetie. The best slasher kill in the movie. Wayne steps on a nail. Terrifying. They even, like, let you see it. Gross. Yeah, yeah you see it go in. Yeah, and you actually does. see, like, it poke out the other end. Yeah, his skin goes bloop. And then he pulls it out, blood everywhere, and he walks. And it. this is the most classic slasher kill yeah. of all time. He sees something walk by the door through a little couple peepholes. He leans over to look through the peepholes. The light goes away, and he catches a pitchfork through both eyes. Yeah. I feel like we didn't need the like the extra part of this scene where she hobbles in and covers him up. I would agree if the movie was more traditional. But because the movie does so many different weird-ass things, mm-hmm. her coming in giving him an extra poke because this follows up on the way she killed the guy with the knife mm-hmm. i like that and then she's like i, I i'll cover him and hey like i'll bury yeah, him like, hey, is he dead? yeah like yeah. She, yeah she's clearly like fucked up so like if the movie was more traditional slasher i would be like yeah that was weird this is mm-hmm. also where they do but, another artsy shot because the way they actually that was a really kill. that was probably one of the best like shot like scenes yeah yeah they they have the the classic setup like you said he's looking through the holes then something comes over the holes and then he gets stabbed but instead of doing like the scare cord with him getting stabbed, you just see him get stabbed. It hard cuts to another scene with uh, the girl as she gets goes to go to the basement. Right. And when she goes to pull the uh, cord to turn on the basement light, it hard cuts to the aftermath of him being stabbed with the scare cord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was a good like delayed jump scare. Yeah. Um, and then she buries him. Uh, uh. Uh, Lorraine finds the body of the missing person, freaks out, and then we get to go see Kid Cudi finally live up to his peace. Mm-hmm. Kid Cudi comes he, he he comes outside and he's standing in the doorway, buck naked, because he can see the light of the old man. Mm-hmm. And he says, hey, Pops, what do you need? Pops says, my wife's missing. And he's like, yeah, I'll help you find her. And the camera flips around shadowy, so not a super detail. You just see his big dangling. The thing is almost to his knees. Yeah. I was like... Wow. Like, you would see it from behind. Oh, yeah. If you if you see it from the front, wait till you see it from the back, back, back. You know, a Doja Cat song? Exactly. The kids like it. Hmm? I think it's mid. <laughs> As Craig bump would it. say. Yeah, bump it. And this, this Craig started... has become, by the way, the... Uh, Steve, Steve Buscemi from Grown Ups? Yeah, he's become Steve What's Buscemi. up, fellow kids? When he has no, this no game Wow, you know the whole scene so well. Yeah, yeah, because that's him. The yeah. backwards hat and skateboard. Oh, my God. It's like we're looking at it. Oh. Well, I can't do this. I think, they have, so same, I think they have the same eye color. I don't know. <laughs> it's a greenish blue. You yeah. totally would know that. Anyways. No, uh, my eyes. I don't know. It's, it's funny because we're both the same age. Because <laughs> they're both the, Yeah, they were Steve Shammy. are both the same no, age. And we were both in the movie Fargo. Yeah. No, that's you, true. You weren't that famous. Oh. <laughs> Taken for me. So. <laughs> you don't know. I could have been an extra. Kid Cudi goes to help him and he has his moment of being like, uh, once a Marine, always a Marine. I was in the rice paddies. I, uh, he's genuinely trying to be helpful. Yeah, like, I mean, he's, he's, he's just being a good guy. Yeah. I This may be a failing on me because I don't actually remember him mentioning that he was a veteran. Yes. He, he mentioned yeah, it, he he said it to because the... when they're standing outside and Wayne is, uh, you know, they're showing him the building and the old guy just has the gun at his side. Uh-huh. That's when uh, uh, Kid Cudi calls out like I was a Marine or something. Well, so he says it when they get dropped off at the... Uh the let's call it the lake house where yeah, they're yeah, staying yeah. Yeah, he yeah. tells the guy that you know he served in uh 
Vietnam, he's had enough farmers throwing, uh, pointing guns at him for a lifetime. Yeah. Yep, oh, okay, yep. okay, yep, okay. But he gets a whole, like, mini monologue about how he was in the rice paddies taking yeah, down tripwires like, and stuff. He says more words in this monologue than he did in the entire rest of the movie combined. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, he was speaking with his dick before. That's true, that's true. And as we all know, a dick's worth a thousand words. Yep, and he does see, I actually think he was, you know, half on, on a, he sees a buggy in the swamp. Mm-hmm. And then he also sees a light sitting in the water. He goes down to get it thinking it's the old man. And when he comes out, the old man gets his moment. This is like the first time the old man actually being ominous. This is his mm-hmm. fucking scary. He's creepy looking. What's a Marine? Always a Marine. Yeah. And then he goes, I, I know your type out here seducing my wife. Enticing my wife. Enticing. And he just goes, what's this about? And he just freaking a half a second barrel up. Boom. Done. You never see Kid Cudi again. Yeah, not, not even like a shot of the dead body. Like, Blood going no anywhere. No gore. It's just, it, is, it is a boom cutaway. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually thought that a massive shotgun blast would have woken up the girls, but we don't worry about that. We don't worry about that. Instead, we get the cr- second oh creepiest scene in the whole the movie. The old lady getting in bed with Maxine. She creeps into the room. Actually, you get Raimi cam for a second. She mm-hmm. creeps into the room, uh, pulls the blanket off of Maxine mm-hmm. to expose Checking her. Checking out her booty. Yeah, her body. And then she takes her clothes off and gets in bed. And I thought this was going to be one of those cool jump takes in the bed. And then, you know, Maxine wakes up. No one's in the bed. No, no, no. Well, she as we rumps. know from as we know from uh, behind the mask, there's no way this woman's doing enough cardio. No, yeah, no, no, not to, to keep up that. with them. She rubs her, smears blood on her, kisses her neck, does a whole thing. And then she turns over. So I think Maxine is moaning during this. I think she's like getting in there. Oh, oh I'm sure because she probably thinks it's her uh, mm-hmm. boyfriend, her fiance, whatever the hell. Wayne. Your hands have gotten real clammy, Wayne. <laughs> yeah, so bony and dry. <laughs> and they do through that whole thing. That's whatever. Yeah, I thought that scene was really, really well shot as yeah. like a, as a creepy scene. But I also feel like it was also shot in a way that, like I mentioned before, where it's got this very surreal sort of horror vibe to it. And I was like, this would be a really cool scene if the threat were like supernatural and not just a weird I know, old lady. It, they, it, the suspense is there because that old lady just hard killed two people. Yes. So the suspense is there, but I totally agree that you're just like, something's, something's got to give you. And actually it does give in a really hilarious way. She wakes up, screams, and the old lady just Wait, walks. She just walks out, yeah. Uh, that doesn't happen yet. There's... Well, I know that the Kid Cudi's death happens in between this. No, I thought the next scene is when a... Uh, uh, What's her face? Lorraine's hand gets busted? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah, you might be right. Yeah, because yeah, Lorraine finds an axe to try to break out, and she breaks through the door, goes to unlatch it, and fucking old guy just destroys the, her hand. The backhand of his shotgun. He yeah. hits it, like, multiple times. Yeah, like, times. you see her finger, like, pretty much hanging off of her hand. Yeah. It's, it's brutal. Yeah, it's gross. And then she recoils, and he just says, shut up and stay in there. And he, and again, the he, he goes and turns the TV on to full blast to drown her out, Yeah, and it's the evangelical. Um, and then we go back and, uh, so this scene I thought was great. Instead of it being some ominous, crazy threat, some kill, some murder. She just casually walks out of the room. She walks out. She's like, oh, okay, I'm not wanted here. <laughs> like, oh, I'm not fucking, I'm gone. And, uh, Maxine screaming wakes up, uh, what's her Bobby name? Lynn. Bobby, Bobby Lynn. Lynn. And she runs out of the room and she just sees the old lady. Wandering and leaving. Fuck. And, and Maxine runs out screaming, oh, she touched me. Bitch was in my bed. And then Bobby Lynn... She's like, well, she goes after her. Goes after it goes out of the, uh, the the cabin and then sees the old lady over at the uh, the lake. The pond. And at this point, she's not thinking. She's like, really she was older. old and got like old, confused and lost. Like, and she's naked. Which, yeah. Throughout throughout the film, the, the old guy has been saying, "My my wife is 
Mawa gets confused. It's confused yeah. and so she tries to help her and immediately gets denied and gets into a confrontation yeah. with her. I don't need a fucking nurse. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to help old people. And then she's like, what are you talking? Because this lady, clearly insecure about her age and looks, very offended. And it, the, that was one of the funniest scenes where she goes just like, well, fine, get out of my way. And then the old lady pushes her in the water and she goes, bitch. And then you get the, the, the payoff of the uh, crocodile. This is the, best, this is the best kill in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and it bites her in the head sideways style and then rolls in the water. She basically gets tackled by this gator. And the old man walks down, and this is where you first get the uh, revelation that... They're oh, working they're, together. They're in it together. They're both kind of fucked up, but they're also both loving in a weird way. And he's just like, uh, you know, what was that about? Oh, you know, I don't like blondes. Uh, or, oh, he asks, was that the one? You know I don't like blondes. Yeah, I think he says he has one in the basement for her. Yeah. Yeah, and she's like, yeah, but it's not the it's not the good one. She doesn't have that X factor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she doesn't. It doesn't have the titular X factor. <laughs> yeah. And so they decide, well, hey, birds of a feather, let's go find her together. Um, and they walk. Yeah, just, they're, just, they're just casually walking. Yeah, they, they walk back. They walk inside looking for her. They don't find her because she sees them coming, and, and she goes to hide. And they will get Craig's favorite scene of yeah. the, like ever. Like it wasn't his favorite. It was just the most relatable for right. his life experiences. They are in her bedroom that she was staying in. She's not there, obviously. And they have their heart to heart again, like they did earlier. But instead, this time they connect a little more than hearts. Right. This time, during the conversation, she's like, "I need you to tell me that you love me. I need you to say I'm yours." Blah blah. There's a very cute, always you know thing. It's very adorable. Again, it's actually, a, it would be a very touching scene in other circumstances. Yeah. And then he, she goes, take me or whatever. And he just goes, my heart, it can't handle. And she goes, oh, it can. And, and it the does. most gratuitous old person oh sex scene that didn't need to happen. Happens. And it's like, happening top down from the ceiling. Yeah, you see old butt cheeks and you see, oh, who's under the bed during this slam jamming? <laughs> Maxine. Getting slam jammed up upon. Yeah, like they, they do so much just to like try to make you uncomfortable in this movie. And they do like, successfully. This, yeah, this is this is just uncomfortable. And she crawls out, runs in the house. Now this was where I was like, Lorraine, you have no right. Oh, she yeah. runs in the house. I mean, she's just freaking out, trying right. to find uh, keys to the truck because she wants out. She's terrified. Maxine is, and you know Lorraine screams, so she goes and lets her out. And instead of Lorraine being cooperative, because they both realize that murderers are on their yeah. case. Fuck you! This is your fault. Yeah. I'm I hate fucking you. out of here. I hate you. I hate everyone here. You did this. And as she kicks the door open to sprint out, she just gets shotgun to the face. Oh, I remember you. Okay, this is actually pretty comical. I, my hands went up. <laughs> I threw my body up like holy shit. Because this was the most unprompted kill. Every other kill has this awesome. Like Suspense, build, up build, build. Yeah, you're waiting for it. This one, you're just... It happened so fast. I felt like something like that was going to happen. It had to, right? Yeah. And well, you didn't know exactly when. Oh, man. Caught me <laughs> by surprise. Yeah, yeah. so and the then timing was abrupt. You're like, oh, I didn't expect it to happen right there. And then you get, again, another, like, flippy-floppy on it. Oh, by the way, uh, Lorraine, at this point, had grabbed the pistol from the glove box that we had referenced earlier. And, but... Maxine. Uh, that's what I Same said. Uh, you get the weirdest. This is where it becomes, again, un scary slasher film. And back to these old people are just trying to figure it out. They have a whole conversation about, like, 
I told her to stay in there. What do we do with the bodies? Ah, oh, this was a crazy yeah. day. We help, help me get it in. If she's in the house, it's self-defense. Yeah. yeah. Castle Doctrine comes back. Yeah. They're not some sort of killer, like, on the loose sort of situation. They're aware of the law and that someone may come, so they're prepared for it. It's a very weird flip. Um, and then... So, uh, Lorraine's body gurgles and scares the old guy to death. And he has a heart attack. Yeah. The body sc- gurgles... He gets scared. It was well set up that he has a bad heart. Yeah, so I will gonna, say that scared. that was fine, but it's a very anticlimactic murder death. Murderer death. Yeah. The bo- both of the murderer deaths are kind of anticlimactic. The second one was worse. No, there, there's, there's payoff to it. Kind of right. Like so, the second one. Uh, so sorry, right, scares her, and then uh, Maxine holds her at gunpoint. The old lady. The shotgun's on the ground. They have a conversation about. Uh, Pearl yelling at her, this is going to be you, you whore. I know what you're like. You're going to lose it all, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to be a star. Yeah. And I don't deserve a life or something. I will not accept a life I don't deserve. And that actually lines up with exactly what the preacher is saying. Yeah. Yeah, because it's still going on the TV. It it shows both screens. And when she's pulling the trigger, oh, no bullets in the gun, just like they said earlier. Wow, it's crazy. Which gives Pearl enough time to reach down, grab the shotgun, she ducks her cover. Pull up and aim and obviously shoot all wonky because she doesn't kill via guns. She, she gets just yeeted. Which, if that was like a 12-gauge shotgun and that was a frail 90-year-old pearl, yeah, she'd go flying. Like, I saw Kevin shoot, uh, was it a 10-gauge? And it bruised her shoulder. A 12-gauge. Was a 12-gauge. To be fair, we shot it over and over again, okay? I'm not pearl. I'm three pearls. And Maxine just hits the deck and it misses her. Yeah, and uh, this is the end of the movie and this is what I was saying about like, Again, what kind of fucking end is this? So, she's on the ground. Per- Maxine uh, gets up and walks out. And Pearl's like, help me, my hip. My <laughs> hip is broken. And Pearl's... Just- For some reason, Pearl... Or, sorry. Maxine gets her heroic uh, heroine ending. She didn't earn this ending well, at all. I don't even know if it's a really heroic ending. Because no, she just acts. Ex- no, she acts it. In the most Ripley from Aliens way possible. Oh. She puts on her gruff voice, she gets to kill the killer, and she gets to drive away being the, I'm gonna I'm live. Fucking yeah, I'm gonna live this fucking life. And you're like, you didn't earn this now at let all. Me Which do I, another bump of cocaine. Yeah, let me pop Which, some cocaine. To be fair, I think is actually kind of the point, because then it, uh, it goes to reveal that the evangelical was talking about his daughter. Maxine, yeah, Ooh. the whole time who was taken away by a bunch of a demons, of sin. yeah, to live a, a life, of, a life sin. of sin, and this is where it's going to lead her because she just killed the old lady and now she's okay with killing and she's <laughs> going to grow up to be as cold and evil as Pearl was. And I don't buy it. I don't for buy a it at all. Second, this is where the whole movie and its sex politics. <laughs> yeah, it really lost me on the end. Um, I mean, it lost me. That's the thing. It lost me in a fascinating way. Mm. You know, like you know, like how you like watch Joe Rogan and you're like, you're mm. a fuck, but man, you're captivating. <laughs> That's what this movie was to me. I was like, this movie's a fuck, but man, it's captivating. <laughs> I don't really know what it did for me, but uh, oh well. I felt better about it the second time I watched it. So when I watched it the first time, I almost thought about not bringing it because I didn't really like it. Oh, oh, okay. And then watching it again, I liked it more. Well, I guess maybe I should second watch it then. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's wrap up. Let's do our wrap up. Uh, left of the DME. So, I, I like I said, I liked it, but I hated it. But I liked it, not like I did um, Repo, and not like I did maybe Evil Dead Three. 
Like, I, I, I have more respect for this movie than them because you can see the different ways it's trying to take it. So, like, I thought all that was cool. It's just that, like, at a certain point, subverting my expectations sets me to want them subverted in another way, and then you kind of bring it back. Like, they, hey, it's this, no, it's this, actually, yes, it's this. That felt weird for me. It's a roller coaster of expectation that throws me off overall. So I'm not going to give it super high. It's exactly a horror movie with some very cool themes that are kind of thrown off. I'm going to give it like a 6-2. A uh, oh, Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I think this is going to be... I think this is going to be in the same vein as Lighthouse, and I don't remember the scores for that. I think it's going to be in that kind of... Not Lighthouse. Nighthouse. Lighthouse is better than any movie we've watched in a while. Because uh, you liked his lobster. I loved it. Yeah, so like I'm going to go Rotten Tomatoes a 84. Fans, 84. I'm going to go right down. You think it's an even score? I'm going to go right down the money on it, yeah. Mm. Uh... So I thought that the movie was confused in a lot of ways. Um, I didn't, I don't know if I could say I hated it, but I don't know if I could say I liked it either. It was, it was the most movie you've seen in it a while? It was the most movie I've seen in a while. I thought... It was also the most Kid Cudi you've seen in a while. <laughs> That's a true. Of, a lot of butt. A lot He's of got butt. a good butt. Yeah. That's fine. Like, it, it, it's... The it's, old guy butt really is what got me there. <laughs> It's screaming something, but I don't know what it's trying to say. Uh, it's probably sex moans. Yep, 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 yep. Yes. <laughs> Indeed, sex moans. Honestly, I could not tell you whether this movie is sex positive or not. Like, I think that there's some theme in there of, uh, of like, Freedom sexual liberation versus repression. Because it, it's very implied that Pearl's big thing is that she was very sexually repressed when she was young. Yeah. And regrets it now and hates the fact that people are more sexually liberated now and living the life that she mm -hmm. couldn't. Yeah. But then it also flips around with Maxine being a deviant whore, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'm following you there, yeah. movie. So, and also, all the deviants don't get to, they, they all get brutally murdered, like yeah. in a pretty direct way. Again, like Brittany Snow's character, I think is actually the best character in the yeah. movie, and she just gets brutally murdered and called a bitch. So, yeah. you know, mm. yeah, that lines up. And she's trying really hard to be nice. Yeah. Yeah, no, the old lady was out of line. I mean, she was also murdering a whole <laughs> friend, so I think... This one this crossed. This is where she crossed. That was where she that crossed the line. That was too much. Like, no, I, I get it, because, like, the one of the big things is that the old lady's also being, like, infantilized by everyone, and yeah. despite of the fact that she is, you know, an adult woman who probably deserves to be treated like an adult woman. I get you there. I'm except that every, there. Except her husband kept on being, like, she's confused. I'm pretty sure that yeah. was setting things up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He but, was, but that is also the reason why they acted toward her the way that they acted yeah, yeah. toward her. I'm just saying that they're not unwarranted for acting the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially, you know, finding your all naked and so, bloody in a bed with your friend. Yeah, so again, the movie very, is very confused and not necessarily in a good way. Yeah. It thinks it's very smart, but it's, it's sabotaging its own message, if it even has a message to begin with, and yeah. it's not just like you know, framing device for mm -hmm. killing. The actual horror elements are well done. Yeah. Yeah, they're good. Um, so I'm going to split the difference on this and give it a solid 5 out of 10. Just right in the center. It's yep. a movie. It's a movie. Yeah. Um, and I think the Rotten Tomato scores is probably going to be around the same. I don't think that this is quite has enough to put it over. I'm going to give it like a 55. It is not certified fresh. Mm -hmm. 
No. Wow. Uh, I think the audience score is probably going to be much the same. I'm going to give that around uh, 56 and say audience. Oh, just by one. Yeah. Um, so, it's not a bad movie. No. But I don't think it's a great movie either. I, it is fun to watch, uh, but I think, like, overall, it, it lacked a lot of consistency. But it, it didn't do the horror parts that bad. I just wish there was more of it. Yeah. Uh, so, no, I'd probably give it, like, a solid six. Okay. And, uh, Ron Tomato, I think probably the, the, the critic scores would be the same. I'm going to say, like, a 68. But I think people would probably enjoy it more than that and be less, like, film critical of it, so I'd probably say audience score 76. Yep. So I already know the Rotten Tomato score and the fan score, because I've looked at this movie a few times. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to say, I'll say that at the reveal. For me, I wanted this movie to be so much better than it was, because I thought the premise was actually really re- unique for a horror movie. I had never seen a horror movie that tried to do this. I'll give you that credit. So I thought the premise seemed really unique, and then when I watched it, it didn't quite deliver the way I wanted. Um, but I didn't hate it when I watched it the first time, and I did like it more the second time. I will give them this. Original as fuck. Mm-hmm. If, they yeah. get, if they get points for originality, top marks. Yeah, and that's what drew me to this movie, because I thought it just sounded very unique for a horror movie. I mean, not that unique, because horror movies usually have some sort of like sex aspect. Hey, and yeah. they, they go hand-in-hand, but this was the first one that I had seen that overtly tried to do that. Um, with that said, I probably wouldn't suggest this movie to someone. I wouldn't be like, you need to go see this. But I also could see myself watching it again if, like, people wanted to. You watched Get Him to the Greek multiple times, so that doesn't That's for a different reason. Like, <laughs> dumb comedies are a completely different thing. Fair. And mm-hmm. I'd give this probably about a six. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I don't. I didn't hate it. Uh, I wanted it to be better than it was, which was disappointing, but I thought it was a decent movie. And Rotten Tomato scores, critics fucking love this movie. Really? 95. <laughs> wow. wow. That's yep. one of the highest movies we've yes. ever had. Critical, cr- the critical consensus is a fresh spin on a classic slasher formula. X marks the spot where Ty West gets resoundingly, ba- resoundingly back to his horror roots. Okay. Audience, though? 75. Ooh. That's a dramatic drive. Yeah. yeah. It, basically, the... Audience consensus is that it's not every horror fan's idea of a good time, but it's unique and not boring. Yeah, no, yeah. unique and not boring is yeah, super I would accurate. give it that. You, it is unique and not boring. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that... Ra- no, that does not wrap up Halloween in July, year five, season of The Witch. We uh, actually... That would be such a good movie to do on this. Have any of you seen Halloween 3? I have seen Halloween nope. 3. It's yep. real good. It's real good. Anyways, um, I actually think it's a very good movie. Uh, it's just a shame that it's if part of the... Halloween from it? No, not even removing Halloween. It's just, it's a shame that Mike Myers isn't in it. So immediately it loses marks. Even keeping it up. And if they, if the Halloween franchise. It's the the same reason why people really hate uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Because Freddy's in it, but he's not really doing the killing. And if the franchise had done more adjustments as time went on, I think it would be more well appreciated. Mm -hmm. But instead it's just heavy Mike, heavy Mike, and season. Much like. Season of the Witch is probably the second best Halloween movie. Oh though. yeah, it's 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 top five no matter what, and it's got argued to be in the top three. Nightmare on Elm Street two is also actually a really underrated movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. what's that one called? Uh, is that just Fred? Is that, is that, Freddy's that, that Revenge, might just be right? Freddy ba- Freddy's back. Freddy's back. No, Freddy's back was later. I can look it up real quick. Yeah. Either way, either way. 
Uh, we want to do a, a fifth part. We haven't decided exactly on what. We had a couple different ideas on it uh, to make up for missing an episode last year. Mm -hmm. So that's still on docket. I'm going to let you figure this out before I close this out. Yep, just keep talking. Okay, so I'm going to keep running my mouth for two more seconds. We might not be able to get that out in July because the reason we've recorded, it's not even July yet and we're done with Halloween in July because we had to because uh, scheduling is it's always... Freddy's Revenge. It is Freddy's Revenge, so point to me. Uh we always have trouble scheduling in July, and this year is no no different. We have, you know, trips, we've got parties, we've got cons, we've got weddings, I think you said you have yeah, in July. Yeah, we've got a lot of shit going on, so we're going to try. Might be August. Deal with it. Otherwise, this has been Halloween July, year five, season six, episode three, part five, seven, two. I'm Kevin. Those are Those I'm, I'm Jake. I'm Craig. And I'm DJ. Thanks for listening. And then you can see